If you like the Middle-Aged Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Snakes of toxic waste. That's your. That's the lining of your intestine the shedding. Snakes of toxic waste. Yeah, that's, oh a, that's the. Your colon is self cleansing every time you take a bowel movement. This is a weird way to start a show, Richard. I've got a bunch of Facebook comments about, about convict nothing. stuff. Nothing. You know, you you could delete your Facebook account, and it wouldn't matter. Everyone could, and it wouldn't matter. Facebook does not matter. Just like the convoy. I don't. I'm so sick of the stupid convoy thing. It's like you know what. Yeah, so here's what happened. Oh, it's a protest, and 99% of the protesters are just protesting. They're walking around, honking horns. Fine. That's a protest. And then we have a few nutters that are beating up people at a homeless shelter to get food. Uh, Someone had a Nazi flag, and some guys climbed on top of a memorial and weren't there long enough to take a whiz up there. Uh, I really said they, they defaced the memorial. That defaced. Oh my god! Did they break they off? They desecrated. They, they desecrated. But one of the things I saw was defaced. The defaced where they spray painted a war memorial. Like good god! Uh, and after seeing the Nazi flag first, I thought, did someone put a swastika in a Canadian war memorial? That doesn't really make any sense, uh, no matter what your politics are. And no, it just someone was up there. Then they took a whiz. So the thing is, though, is that. Whenever you have a great big huge thing, you always attract. They're not really there for the protest. They're, they're there, there to watch watch the world burn. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, thanks, Alfred from Batman. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Michael Caine. God, he's great, isn't he? Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. He's a national treasure. I mean, not of our country, but some men just want to watch the world burn. That's a better one. Can you do one? Do Michael Caine. I can't do accents on purpose. That was an impression. Because, see, the Michael Caine, you have to, like, slow it down. You have to be more like, um, sir, some men want to... Now, wait, hold on. How do I do it? What was the one he did when he was young with the minis? Mark Wahlberg remade it. Yeah, I know the, um, the Italian Uh, job. The Italian job. God, that was great. So I broke into prison to ask you permission if we can do the job. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, the old, the old, the old version of the Italian job is so much better. Michael Caine is why it's better. Everything he does is wonderful. He's the best Alfred. Of all the Alfreds, he's the best Alfred. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Man Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. Richard is not a deeply closeted homosexual. No. That was just a joke. No, I am not closeted at all. He's completely open about his deeply closeted homosexuality. (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. I'm shallowly closeted. Wait, no. Shallowly closeted. (laughs) I am not in any way, shape, or form, a homosexual, and my denial of such is not an admission of su- such. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the 1980s. You're going to get fired for being gay now. But no, Richard's definitely not gay. He's a regular straight guy. To the dismay, As opposed to an irregular straight guy. I was going to say, to the dismay of my one former co-worker. Really? Yes. Yes, yeah, so one of the guys at work was like, No, no, it was... Want to just... go to a pottery class? <laughs> He made some comments about when I was working out and that sort of stuff, and I, and I did did a chin up on uh, some scaffolding. He made uh, better take your shirt off and do it again. That'll be easier. Mm. No, he's he's happily married to a woman. He's bisexual. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, which uh... meant that he j- he flirted with everybody. Is he Latin? 
Why are Latin people no, always flirt with everyone? He's a newfie. He's a newfie? Yes. That's interesting. Fogo Island. He's from Fogo? What was his last name? I'm not going to say that on the show. Well, I'll let it out. Was it Freak? No. I know the Freaks in Fogo. That's their surname. I went on a basketball weekend trip as a kid. And I come home after the trip. It was fine. Like, basketball was nice. And my mom said, oh, how was your trip? You know, who did you stay with? I, Don't crinkle. I'm telling you a story. Jesus Christ. That Jesus would not do that. What would Christ do? He would not crinkle while I'm talking. He wouldn't have had something to crinkle. He didn't have crinkly things back then other than, say, maybe. No one can hear you when you crinkle. You can't have a quippy reply while you're crinkling. Anyway, <laughs> so I stay with a family. Their last name is Freak, which is an old British surname, which you don't hear very much today. And my mom's like, oh, how was it? Oh, I stay with the Freaks in Fogo. <gasps> don't say that about those people. They're probably just regular good people. I said, no, mom, that was her last name. I stayed with John, John Freak. He was a nice fella. His dad gave me a ride in a truck. So that's that's my accent coming out. People go, how can you do that voice? No, that's how I normally talk. That This is me doing the voice. <laughs> This, that's that's you putting on an accent. Right now. Yes. This is me. This is my podcast radio voice. This is my, um, who's that guy? Uh, Arnett. You know, he has that hello voice. He plays the, um, plays the really funny character on 30 Rock reoccurring. Well, 30 Rock's like been ended now for years. Ah, what's his name? He did a BoJack Horseman voice. Okay. Uh, what's his name? He was on, uh, what's that other show? The one that was really funny, Arrested Development. He plays the magician brother. You've managed to name off. I've seen a few episodes of Thirty Rock. Everything else, I haven't seen anything of. <laughs> what? What do you listen to? Oh, so you're not a computer programmer anymore, are you? No, I have never been a programmer except for when I got my CPA, and then I was certified as a programmer, and then I never programmed again. I've not. I have not written a full program since college. See, Americans will think you're an accountant if you say that. So, Arnott, what's his name? Uh, what was the show? 30 oh, Rock. 30 Rock. Using the internet on the show. Will. Arnett. Will Arnett. Arnett. Okay, I knew it was something like that. It wasn't Arnott. Arnott wasn't right. Yeah, Will, Will Arnett. Okay, let's Arnott's just... not right. Arnott? Arnott isn't correct. I couldn't remember his name. Arnott Arnott's correct. Nuts. I hate that when I cannot remember. What? That's because you search Will Arnott. Not Will Arnett. Oh, internet. Oh, internet. William, or perhaps Billiam Arnett. There he is. Now you, now you know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, I know that guy. God, he's funny. But he has a great voice. Like, he has that kind of voice that's just like, I can sell anything. GMC trucks. You know, eat out of this chain of restaurants. Insurance. Women's tampons. Do you have that not-so-fresh feeling? Well... <laughs> I'd buy those if I if I saw a commercial with Will Arnett selling tampons I would bring them home to my wife honey look what I got why is his face in the package I don't know but it's uh, it's Will Arnett they've got to be good tampons <laughs> they're not just on the package they're imprinted on the tampon itself can you imagine that I have to put an <laughs> effigy of Will Arnett in my vagina no those would be going back to the store I mean I probably wouldn't want to return them because you know I, I would just use them to clean up oil spills in the garage well, they're good for stop for stopping uh, bleeding on a bullet wound. Yeah, you know, I've never had that issue come up, a bullet wound. I don't know why. Um, mm. You're wrong, hanging in the wrong crowds. Wrong crowds. Perhaps I'm in the right crowds. You're the only person I see in real life anymore, besides my family. They live in my house. Or in your head. They're in my head. Anyway, oh, tonight I wanted to talk about... 
Oh, we should have some snacks, shouldn't we? Yes, we should have some snacks. Normally we start with Let's... snacks, but we started with just random chatter. I like random chatter. I'm, I'm having a lime bubbly, and I'm still trying to lose some weight. I'm actually down to 15 pounds, so yay That's for me. Good. Uh, Richard is having a... Well, tell me what you're having. I am having a sour beer. It's a Blood Moon from Whitewater Brewing Company. So it's a blood orange sour. That's near Ottawa? Yep. It is. Ottawa Valley, Ontario. Beautiful farmland up there. All right, yeah. let's, let's um, pop our tops. Ooh. So it's a wheat sour. Now, if, I was, if this was on YouTube or something like that, I would pour it into a glass... And then you could comment on the head and, you know, the clarity or lack of clarity, the haziness or that sort of stuff. But this is not a beer review channel. Yeah. Men, men do like uh, head, I think, especially on a nice beer. Yes. It, uh, especially a nice tall blonde. Nice tall blonde. Nice nice blonde lager. That's a, that's, that's a not so subtle, subtle joke. So... Tonight's uh, topic is, what I want to talk about was the Hentagon. Have you heard of the Hentagon? Hentagon. So why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. To get to the Hentagon. But then when it got there, it found it was the Pentagon. Have you heard of this story? No. So uh, the Pentagon called that a chicken, a Rhode Island Red, random chicken, found its way into some security checkpoint area at the Pentagon. Now, the Pentagon, if you don't know, Americans know, Canadians know, it is a huge, literal Pentagon building, which is like the cornerstone or the, the central place for all U.S. Um, Department of National Defense and military and all that kind of stuff. So super-duper secure. You know, it's, it's a big... It takes a plane to get into it. Does it? I thought there was roads. There must be roads. A plane to get in there? That's a, that was a 9-11 joke. Maybe it was too soon. Oh yeah, there there was one of the planes. Everyone's kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, there was one of the. It ended up sticking out of the. We punched right into into it with the tail sticking out of and the engine sticking out of the. Building. I remember that. I saw an interview at the time a few months after nine eleven, and there was one guy who was hurt in his office, and there was burning and smoke. And some guy running by looked at and saw this guy like under his desk or whatever. I can't remember if he was in a wheelchair or not. Maybe it was like recovery when I saw the interview, but this one guy didn't know him because it's a huge, like, thousands of people work there. And this guy went in and rubble risked his life and pulled the guy out and got him out. And then they got reunited months later once the guy was out of hospital and better. But it was just kind of nice stories like that. But yeah, that the Pentagon. Anyway, well, thanks for bringing up 9-11 while well, I'm trying to talk about a chicken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So anyway, I don't, I don't know where the chicken came from. And it lets people pet them. So I guess it knew about people, but it was a beautiful Rhode Island red chicken. There's a you know, plant. What? It was a plant. It was a plant. It was a Russian chicken. Um, it had a transmitter in it. So they just basically called some local animal services place nearby. Can you come and get the Pentagon chicken? So the joke is that the chicken thought it was the Hentagon for hens and terrible jo- dad jokes. But that, like that, that kind of makes you wonder. It's like, yeah, so how's that, that crack security? So is it this, like the CIA and FBI? Doesn't, don't they all protect that place? You know, the, the U.S. military? And a random chicken gets in? Like I said, it probably wasn't random. It flew in. You you think, well, well... If an airplane can get in, then a chicken can get in. Airplanes fly, chickens fly. I think it's also that a chicken isn't big enough to get noticed, and if it just wandered off, you know? I mean, the thing is, too, like, chickens will go feral. There's a lot, I think it was Virginia, I've read stories about that. There's, like, feral chickens that just kind of wandered off from farms, and they procreate in the woods. And there's weird feral chickens in some parts. I think it's Virginia. Where's it West Virginia? I can never get those two straight. Do they like each other? I don't know. 
I know, like, the Carolina people, because I knew a guy from South Carolina. They just call it the Carolinas, but I'm from South Carolina. But it wasn't, like, Texas, which is all one state, yet there's the East-West, East Texas, and West Texas. I think it's what East Texas is the posh one, because it was settled first. And then West Texas is, like, more hillbilly and pioneering and, like, blue-collar workers. Is that right? Yeah. Something like that. I think the Carolinas, it goes back to the Civil War, the split between South and North. Maybe. My, my American Civil War history isn't. As good as it could be. Americans. So, uh, yeah, that was just a funny news story that there was a, um, a chicken in the uh, the Pentagon. And, I, I, like, I imagine it was, like, a security checkpoint outside where, like, cars get checked. You know, the booth you go and you show your ID, what part of the building you're going to. I, I doubt it was, like, in the building. Like, they weren't, like, in the mainframe room with, like, CI servers. It's in the center, it's in the center uh, little uh, courtyard. Yeah, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's, you know, it's, we're like the you know, the president and the head of the CIA sit and have meetings. It's not like there. It probably just pecked its way up to the thing and you know went across yeah. and like, hey, there's a chicken in here. Of course, how do you catch a chicken? Like if you're there in the little booth with the arm going up and down to let cars in and out, there's like a gate. If the gate's open, the truck's going in, you know, bring a delivery of whatever, you know, food or coffee, who knows? And the chicken just runs in. Uh, we got a chicken. It does kind of make me we wonder. We have a chicken situation here? We got a chicken. We look at the drones, the different, like, was it Boston? What's that robotics one out of Boston that makes, like, the running dog? Uh, Boston it, Dynamics. Dynamics, yeah. So you kind of think about all the different, like, drones they're making. If a if a real-life chicken can kind of wander through a checkpoint, then some sort of, like, sophisticated, like, tiny mini-drone, they could probably zip right in anywhere. Yeah, no, they, there's been some weird, some interesting things done with animals and warfare and that sort of stuff. Um, so the, the U S was working on, uh, training bats to carry incendiary devices during the second world war. And the plan was to drop them on, on Japan because Japan had a lot of wood and paper buildings. Right. And so the idea was, is that the bat, you, you, you drop the bats by plane, they go and find, they go on roost in attics and that sort of stuff. And then they ignite. So the bat would have some sort of incendiary thing glued to it like a chemical thing that would break down so then after a matter of days yeah it would go foof and it would burn down even just burns and things you know screw up the food supply um that backfired because um it burnt down they burnt down part of the base where they were trying to train them yeah that sounds about right it is interesting the weird things remember that show sequest from the late 90s it had the guy from jaws the main guy from jaws yeah. uh he was the captain but it was like a futuristic submarine in like, I think today, I think it was in like the 2020s or something. But it was this, you know, self-healing skin on this deep sea submarine, the Sequest. I had the calendar for the first season in my room that year. I really liked that show. But they had a dolphin who was like, what are you crackling? The ground. You and your noise. We're recording a show here. This is not very professional, Richard. Stop that. Anyway, um, yeah, but Sequest, they had like a dolphin that could swim through the ship and had like little like... Swimming tunnels in the ship. All right, let's uh, let's get your snacks by. So see, again, these are Indian snacks, taste of tradition. It Haldirams, Haldirams. So now we're doing Southeast Asia, Southeast Asian snacks. These are a chickpea-based spicy beaten chickpeas. Gram. Is that for gram masala? Probably. Yeah. Um. So they they're basically squished chickpeas with seasoning. With gram masala. Yeah. Those are all right. Yeah, we have a nice... We actually have a couple Indian grocery stores in town. 
we're kind of fortunate we have oddly really good Southeast Asian restaurants and now grocery stores. It's nice to have that variety locally. Those are good. So, would you buy these again? Probably not. No? No. I'm not a big grammar solid fan. Like, oh, I see. Um, I don't mind it, but... Chana Chor. What's Chana Chor mean? Is that a flavor? C-H-A-N-A space C-H-O-O-R. I don't know. Anyway. They have black salt in the ingredients. Like, what's black salt? I don't know. It comes after iodized salt. What's iodized salt? Is that the salt that they... They've added iodine to. You just make it, yeah. Yeah. No, I like these. These are good. They're kind of weird because they're small and chickpeas. Yeah. Probably the protein content, too. Like I say, um, looking at the ingredients... Oh, it does have a little bit... May contain wheat. So... May contain... But it's, it's, it doesn't have wheat as an ingredient. It's just made in the same factory as some of those processed wheats. So... They're, yeah, they're probably making nan braids in the same factory or something. So, this actually fits for your diet. Yeah, that's why I bought it. So I went to the Southeast Asian grocery store just to kind of have a mooch about. They actually have a pretty good selection of things. It's actually a nice little grocery store. It's bigger than the um, the Asian one I go to all the time. Well, if you want vegetarian stuff um, with flavor, a lot of Indian food does that yep. because Hindus, majority of Hindus are vegetarian. Yeah. Well, my dad's best friend is from India, and he came to Canada when he was in his early 20s. And he said he never thought of meat as food until he came to Canada. It just wasn't a thing you ate. You don't eat like dairy. Yeah, lots of yogurts and kefirs and those like um, same day cheeses, the soft cheeses they make up, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But he never thought of meat as a food. It just meat. Oh, okay. And the funny thing is, he has that kind of not too poppy, that kind of like notable Indian accent, a little bit you know, not comical, but stereotypical. And he loves Harvey's for the cheeseburgers. Would you like to go to Harvey's? We could go to Harvey's for lunch. Harvey's would be good. He says to my dad like every day, let's go to Harvey's. They go there like once a week. Mm-hmm. But he'd, he'd go there every day if he could. Oh, yes, I like Harvey's. Harvey's is good. I thought, that's kind of funny. You grew up not eating anything. And, you know, cows are sacred. And now you're in Canada. And it's like, eh. Oh, Harvey's is good. Can't beat those curly fries. Oh, I don't think it's racist that I'm doing an impression of my dad's friend. I think it's fine. No, because you're doing an impression of a person, of a particular person, not of a generic race. And right. also, a generic race? Aren't all races generic? Uh, some people get very specific when they're trying. I mean, doing a generic accent for a whole yeah. race. Well, that's that's when it becomes if you're you know imitating a person, right? That's one thing. But to you know just imply that all Indian people sound like this. No, mind you. No one considers it racist when you do a Scottish when people someone does a Scottish accent. Ooh, aye, oh, would you like to go to Harvey's for a cheeseburger? Ooh, I'm so Scottish. Yeah, that that is true, but I think that's because, like, if you're a white Britishish Britishish person like myself, and I'm doing a European white European accent, no one cares. Like, if I do a French accent, oh, hello, uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, uh, my name is Jean-Paul Gaudet-Lavezdoulou. And uh, I am from North of Montreal. Uh, like, if I did that, nobody cares. But if I did, like, a, uh, an accent of, like, you know, like an African accent, French accent. Like, I, I, have, a, I have a friend from, an Afri- from a French African country. Um, if I did his accent, people might find a little bit, what is that French one? <laughs> I can't quite do his yet. But, no. but, but th- that is interesting. Once the race changes, like, significantly... Yeah, no, it's kind of actually it's kind of funny. Funny because uh, I have some friends who 
when they were teenagers, they kind of joked about being uh, African Canadians. Were they? They were South African. They're Dutch. Oh, I see. So they're white. They're white. They're whiter than I am. And that that was the joke that went around the internet a couple <clears throat> years ago. It was about um, Charlize Theron, who I absolutely love in film. She's fantastic. Yeah. I, lo- I love the thing she did with Seth Rogen. That silly, like, kind of action movie thing. Or she's a politician running for the... Yeah, you want some more? Yeah, I'll have some more. Crinkle it. Crinkle it. Just a little bit. Let's crinkle it. Put a, put a couple of them more there for me. Those are good. They're so tasty. My God. They're nice and spicy. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's, it's Indian. It's food. Indian. Yeah, it's Indian. Food. But it, no, product product of India. It's real Indian food. Yes. Anyway, so there was a joke going around the internet um, that Charlize Theron, because she's actually from South Africa, and that she actually speaks Afrikaans, which is kind of a mix of Dutch and some of the African languages there, which has evolved over the, the generations, that technically, you know, she's African, uh, but now she is in America, and she has American citizenship, so technically, she's a African-American. Hey, so's uh, Elon Musk. Right. So, the funny thing about that is that they had, like, the, the Kevin Hart, you know, Kevin Hart, the short, you know, really funny yeah. black comedian, African-American comedian. And he had, like, it was a meme of his surprise face going, what? Who's your favorite African-American actress? Shirley's Throne. What? She's from South Africa. Born and raised. Well, and then, then there's the people who are, um, the, that the uh, U.S. media refers to as African-American when they're just African. What, what do you mean? There has been times when they've been talking about someone's race and that sort of stuff, but trying to be politically correct. And they've used the term African American when the person is not African American; they're just African. Oh, like my friend is from like um, Sierra Leone. Yeah, he's no, he's he's like from Sierra Leone. That's that's where he's right. He's not, yeah, like he would. Well, I mean, he's Canadian now, but in Canada we don't do that. We don't say African Canadian. No, we just say like what their name is, like Dave. <laughs> well, you might say, uh, you know, Nigerian Canadian. I have have referred to myself as you know. A Dutch Canadian. When I was younger, I don't tend to anymore. But I. Well, your mother's actually from Holland, though. Yes. Right. So, like, that's like my wife, where her mother's from Denmark. There's that immediate parental connection yeah. to that other country. But yeah, it, it is kind of funny how um, I do feel Americans, especially, get really obsessed with like labeling race, even though this is someone born and raised them, their parents, their parents' parents for generations. <clears throat> all in the same state in America. But what's your race? It's interesting because the U.S. has had that multi- melting pot philosophy. It's like, doesn't matter where you're from. When you're here, you you become American. You know. All right, but then you have, like, you know, fourth-generation Vietnamese people, like, in the southern U.S. And it's like, so where are you from? And it's like, oh, I'm from Louisiana. But where are you really from? Well, I'm from this town in Louisiana. No, but where exactly? Well, I live on this street... In this part of that city, and it's like, no, no, but where are you really from? There. Where are your parents from? One town over. And it's like, no, no, they're just from Louisiana. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of Southeast Asians that went there basically to do the same job, shrimp fishing. So yeah, so basically uh, the Pentagon and their crack security team let a Rhode Island red chicken in. That so I mean I guess Rhode Island is I don't know, spine of the Pentagon? It must be. I was going to say, no. A red? A Rhode Island red? Like the communist? Yeah, it's a a communist chicken. Well, I'm glad they caught it. We don't don't want, you know, Russian communist chickens in the Pentagon. I don't think we want that. I think everyone can generally agree we don't want that. No. 
Uh, what are we talking about? Apparently communist chickens. Communist chickens. Goddamn communist chickens. All right, so buy again for the beer? Yeah, and actually, I think I changed my mind on those because they kind of grew on me as I ate them. They're also very filling because they're chickpeas, which is, you know. Yes. So your your Blood Moon White Water Brewing Company? It is very good. It's it's not super sour for a sour, but it's nice and tart and uh, refreshing. And got a fairly good strong orange flavor, too. Nice. Is... Worth it. Cool. Yep. All right, well. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, share, Twitter. Oh, yeah, we have a Twitter account. We've had it for a while. If you want to Twitter at us, Middle Aged Man Talk. Tweet us. Tweet us. If, if you go to our, uh, our Buzzsprout page or our Patreon page, you'll find the link to our Twitter. But if you Google Middle Aged Man Talk, you find us. Check us out on Twitter and leave us a tweet if you have a comment about tonight's show. And listen to one of our other 20-some-odd shows we have up now. We're going to start promoting our shows within our show. Yeah, I'm not good at marketing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Good day. Bye. Good day with you. Middle aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. <laughs> Woof. <laughs>